What is up, everybody? Welcome back. It's a great Friday. This is the Gamblers Guild. I'm your host, Big Getz. Got a great weekend of NFL football. Excited to be back here, ready to talk some games. We are going to switch things up a little bit for this preview show. I've picked out seven of the games that I'm most excited to watch. Uh, that's going to be just the overall quality of the game, what the spread is, how that's going to impact it. And I think we have a ton of great matchups this week, and I'm excited to get into it. We are, of course, going to have our Lock It Down segment. Still over 500. We have a record of 16 and 14, but we'll get into that later. Let me jump right on in to the picks for Week 8. The first game I want to talk about is the Packers going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. We got an NFC North division matchup. The Packers are getting six points on the road, and I think this is a very good line. I, I do like the pack here. Minnesota's defense has not been up to the task to stop really anybody this year. I don't think that they're going to be able to do it against the Packers. Dalvin Cook did p- participate in practice, so that is a bright spot for the Vikings. I just don't think that they have the firepower to keep up with the Packers if this starts to get out of hand. If the Packers go big early, I'm not certain Kirk Cousins can you know, overcome that and really lead this offense to a win. And this is a huge game for the Packers, too. I mean, they're, they're trying to get that number one seed in the NFC. It's it's going to be a tight race down the line. Aaron Rodgers is playing, you know, on an MVP level. And he is playing some of his best football. They don't, the Packers don't have Aaron Jones. So they are going to rely more on Rodgers. But if we look at the Vikings defense, they're giving up 24 points per game, 286 passing yards per game. I think Rodgers... With Devontae Adams, we saw him do it last week. I think they dominate this game again. Uh, who, I mean, maybe the Vikings will double, but that's just going to open up way too many other options for Aaron. And I just think it's going to be you know, way too much for the Vikings to handle. I like the Packers to win by at least 10. The line's at minus 6. I'm taking the Packers. Next game we want to talk about, the Titans and the Bengals. Two teams on the opposite end of the standings. We got the Titans with one loss, only coming last week to the Steelers by three points. That was a great game to watch. And the Bengals coming off of a heartbreaker against the Brownies. Uh, Burrow threw for over 400 yards in that game. I think the biggest issue with this game, the Titans line is minus seven. I do like them to cover, and here's why. The Bengals are banged up up front. They're not going to be able to run the ball as effectively as they maybe could have. And that's not even saying that they're going to, they would be able to run the ball effectively. But you got Mike Vrabel. He's proven he's one of the smartest coaches in the league. I think he can, you know, scheme up a a way to, to stop Burrow. And on the flip side of the ball, when the Titans are on offense, the Bengals do have a tough time stopping the run and when you have a tough time stopping the run you do not want to be playing the titans because they're just going to hand the ball to the beast and let him do what he does best close out games put you in the dirt run the clock down dominate time of possession and the titans are fired up after that last loss they they felt like they could have came back beat that steelers game and koskowski misses a field goal as time expires you know they had all the momentum probably you know, if that went to overtime, I would think the Titans are going to win that game. 
So they're all fired up. They're ready to come back, get back on the winning path. And I think they take it out on this beat-up Bengals team. I'm saying the Titans win by at least two touchdowns. Lines at seven points. I'm taking the Titans. The third game I want to talk about, two teams that over this past decade have been really at the bottom of the of the standings, kind of like the epitome of where you don't want your franchise to be, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders going to Cleveland and playing the Browns. Raiders are getting two and a half points, so Cleveland is favored at home. I mean, you can't be surprised with that, but... The Raiders, the thing that they can do is they can surprise teams. They'll put up a ton of points on you. And the Browns' secondary is not that great. I'm thinking Darren Waller's going to have a big game. I'm thinking Ruggs is going to have a big game. You know, what they really need to do, the Brownies, is let Miles Garrett get after the quarterback. Stop Josh Jacobs in the run game. If they can do that, they might have a chance. But even then, I mean, look, the Raiders beat the Chiefs. You don't... You don't just do that if you're if you're not a good team. And with the Browns losing OBJ, they're coming becoming even more one-dimensional on offense. Baker is going to have to carry even more of a load than he already has been. I mean, he's barely been able to hold what they're giving him now. And now without his you know top receiver, that's going to be even tougher. And Baker's just been subpar his entire career against every team not from Cincinnati. He lights the Bengals up against every other team. He is very below average of a quarterback. If they can establish the run, though, start running the ball on the Raiders and dominate the time of possession, that's how they're going to win the game. But I do think the Raiders, even if that does happen, if the Browns do dominate the ball, dominate time of possession, I think they can still win this game or even get within a field goal. So I do like the Raiders to cover this two and a half points. Uh, I think this might be a high-scoring game, so maybe look to take the over. Uh, both of these teams have put up points this season, so you know I, I I am picking the Raiders. I think they have the the better matchup this week. You know, with OBJ going down and the Browns now having to refigure who's going to step up. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt looks okay. Hopefully, Nick Chubb is you know back and healthy soon. At 100%, but I do like the Raiders to cover two and a half. We're picking the Las Vegas Raiders this week for our third game. The fourth game we want to look at, we have the LA Rams coming to Miami, taking on the Dolphins. Rams are favorites by three, and that's who I'm picking. I'm picking the Rams to cover, and here's why. Miami's starting Tua for the very first time. This is his first NFL start. With his size, he doesn't have the mobility and the escapability of like a Kyler or or Russ. Or, I mean, even if you look at Justin Herbert this year and Joe Burrow, they both have more you know, mobility than Tua does. And when you're going up against the Rams, you know, Aaron Donald is getting to you and you have to get rid of the ball in four seconds. Can... Tua make the correct decision time and time again against this Rams defense and avoid those sacks, avoid those extended play options because the Rams will get to you. On the other side of the ball, I think the Rams 
their offensive scheme matches up really well against the Dolphins. I think they're going to be able to control the pace of this game on offense and on defense. I think Goff can become a game, almost a game manager this game. Make the make the throws. You know, if they can get them within third and three, third and four, I really do like the Rams' chances at, at completing that every single time. Where they're going to get in trouble is if they get start getting behind the sticks with penalties or, you know, negative plays. But going back to the defensive side of the ball, I think that's where it's going to be one for the Rams this week. If they can shut Tua down in his first start, which, you know, your first NFL start to come out and dominate a game and, and really control it, that's that's a lot to ask. I think the, the Rams just match up extremely well out front against the Dolphins. So I'm taking the Rams minus three. I think this is going to be more of like a seven to ten point game. But getting to it, getting to it going early might be the key for the Dolphins. That's just a really tough task to ask against that Rams front seven. So we're going Rams minus three for our fourth game of the week. Our fifth game, we have the Jets and the Chiefs. Now, talk about two teams on the opposite side of things. The Jets are just god-awful. God and the Chiefs are, you know, the pinnacle of what you try to be as an NFL team. They have a balanced run game. They have a balanced pass game. They have a superstar quarterback, MVP caliber quarterback. They are the defending champs. They put up points. They score touchdowns. That is everything the Jets wish they had. And when the Jets have to come to Kansas City and take on the Chiefs, I mean, they beat the Broncos 43-16 last week. If you, they can do that to the Broncos, you best believe they're, they're going to do it to the Jets. The Jets lost the game by eight points where they scored the only touchdown of the game. Think about that. They lost to the Bills last week 18-10. The Bills missed two field goals as well. And didn't score a touchdown and they still lost by eight you know that cannot happen the line is 19 and a half that's a huge line i think the chiefs are, are going up 24 fairly quickly maybe within the first three possessions of the game four possessions of the game i think the jets are going to turn the ball over the chiefs will capitalize on that they're not going to get those turnovers or missed field goals like they did against the bills last week and when they the chiefs are up big the only thing that slightly concerns me about this about the 19 and a half line is maybe like a late backdoor cover during garbage time. But even then, if the Chiefs get the ball back, I'm thinking we're going to see a lot of Le'Veon Bell to get him warmed up to the offense. And if you, even if they are big, even if the Chiefs are up big, and we do have a lot of Lev Bell, that can easily put the put the game away, ice the game away. So I like the Chiefs to cover. I'm thinking they're going to win by 24, 27 points. That that is a ton of points, but also the Jets might not score. So I like the Chiefs 19 and a half. That's our fifth game, and that is our fourth favorite of the bunch. Game number six. We can't have a Gamblers Guild episode unless we talk about Seattle. So we got the Hawks and Niners. It's game number six. Seahawks favored by two and a half at home. The Niners are coming off of a huge win against New England. It did come at the cost of some depth at running back, and I think that's going to be what hurts them. 
Uh, Seahawks acquire Carlos Dunlap. He's not active for this game, though. That is a huge add for them because they desperately need some help on the defensive side of the ball, especially up front. Their corners are doing you know, a pretty decent job, but I think coming off of that loss, Russ is still in contention for MVP. He's easily the favorite to win MVP. He had, like That was just a crazy game last week against the Cardinals. They need to stay up in the division. They need to get this win. I think they get it done. Like I said when we were talking about the Packers, this NFC is going to be a dogfight to who gets the top seed. Niners and Hawks are both in contention. I think the Seahawks at home can pull this off. I think Russ has a bounce back game. And I say bounce back game like, you know, he, he had a terrible game. He For him, he's going to have a bounce back game. Lead this team for to a win. And he always seems to show up in these huge games. And this is a huge divisional game. If they can win this game, they can put themselves in prime position to win the NFC West. And the way this season's going, the winner of that division is looking like it's going to be the number one seed. Although we'll we'll see what happens because they could end up beating up on themselves later this year. But all all four of those teams could could potentially make the playoffs, which is insane. Four amazing teams. I'd like the Hawks this week to, to win the divisional matchup against the Niners at home, get back on the winning path. And our last game we want to talk about, in my opinion, the best rivalry in the NFL. It's Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Pittsburgh going to Baltimore first this year. And my pick, we're taking the Steelers to cover four and a half points. Four and a half points is, in my opinion, way too much for a Steelers-Ravens game. These games always seem to come down to the very wire. And if we look at how these teams operate, what, are the, what does Baltimore want to do? They want to establish the run. They want to use some clock. Pittsburgh is completely fine playing that game because that's what they do best on defense. They shut people down in the run game, and they force you to play from behind. Now... Over the past several, several years, the Steelers have struggled to guard the tight end in the passing game. And Baltimore utilizes the, their tight ends almost better than anyone in the league. You know, very few teams utilize their tight ends the way Baltimore does. And they do have that power running game. And Lamar creates a completely different you know, dynamic in that running game. You have to, you have to account for him. And sure, he's going to make a couple plays, but... That Steelers defense is legit. They stuffed Derrick Henry for most part of that game. And, you know, the Titans probably have the best run, you know, rushing attack in the league. Pittsburgh's last two games have come against Cleveland, whose main focus is running the ball, and the Titans, whose main focus is running the ball. And they did a pretty good job of stopping the Titans, and they did an extremely good job of stopping the Browns. I think they're going to do it again. This week, I think it's proven that this defense is, you know, their, their front seven is the steel curtain again. They're absolutely dominating the line of scrimmage. And the, every single time they line up, they're not hoping to get a sack. They're not like, oh man, I hope we get one sack this game. They're competing to who's going to get the sack first. Now, getting Lamar down is going to be, you know, a, a challenge on its own, but I think 
they're going to get so much pressure in this passing game that you know they're going to be able to put Baltimore behind the sticks. On the flip side, the offense seems to be clicking, especially in the first half. If they can put together a full game on the offensive side of the ball, I'm not sure that this one will be that close. I do think they'll easily cover the four and a half. I'm thinking they, be, they might even pull out a win here. Uh, will Baltimore end the Pittsburgh winning streak, Take give them their first loss? We'll see. I'm hoping Pittsburgh comes out with a win and we move on to 7-0. and But it should be a great game to watch. That's the seventh game and the last game that we'll talk about of the show, and it's the one that I am most excited for this week. All right, and we're moving on to everyone's favorite segment, Lock It Down. Lock It Down, our overall record of 16-14. and 14. We're still over 500 for the year. Let's hope our winning streaks continue. And all five of these games I've already talked about, so we'll be brief, and I'll tell you why I like those picks and potentially any other uh, prop bets that you might want to look at. Game number one, first game we talked about, the Packers minus six against the Vikings. I mean, like I said at the beginning of the show, I think their offense is too much for Minnesota to handle. I like Rodgers to be over on his passing yards. And I do think that they're going to score a lot of points. So maybe the over on the Packers points as well. I'm thinking this is going to be an all-Packers game. We saw what they did last week. They're going to continue this momentum. It is in Minnesota, but it is also in a dome. So weather is not going to be an issue. And yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to show out and you know carry this team without Aaron Jones. So Packers minus six, you can lock it down. All right, game number two. I like the Titans to cover seven points against the Bengals going into Cincy. Look, the Titans are one of the best teams in the NFL for a reason. They only have one loss. I think they're going to win by at least a touch, at least a touchdown. And the Bengals are banged up. So are they going to be able to move the ball in Tennessee? I'm not so sure. I do. I like the Titans to cover. They're pissed off that they couldn't beat that Steeler team last week. So close to being the only undefeated team. They're going to take it on these Bengals. And I like Derrick Henry to smash the over on his yard. So lock that down as well. We like the Titans minus seven as pick number two. Number three, Rams. Their favorites by a field goal in Miami. I think this is way too low. I think for the first game of your NFL career going up against the best defensive player, the best defensive lineman. I mean, he is in, he's going to be at the end of his career, easily a Hall of Famer, going to be up there in the conversation for one of the best pass rushers of all time. To have your first NFL start against that guy, that's asking for a lot. And the Rams are only getting three points. I think they come out and dominate this game. I think Goff has a good game. I think Cooper Cup has a good game. I would like Aaron Donald maybe over on some sacks. And I would like Goff over on his yards. I think they can, you know, air the ball out, control control it up with the run game early, move to that play action that they love so much, and just continuously move the sticks, dominate time of possession, and dominate these Dolphins. Rams, minus three, lock it down. 
Game number four, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, plus four and a half. Look, going to Baltimore, plus four and a half. I think this game's going to be super close, come down to maybe a field goal at the end. Uh, it's really strength against strength, and we saw what happened last weekend when you, you pit strength against strength up. You get a crazy good game. Pittsburgh's been coming out really hot on offense in the first half. They can put it together. I don't even think this one will be close. But the Ravens do seem to always have a little trick up their sleeve that, that can, you know, keep them in the game and maybe even win it. It's at it's in Baltimore, so you know, I understand why the Ravens are favorites. I just think the four and a half points is too many points to be given the you know, the only undefeated team in the league. So I like Pitt plus four and a half. You can lock it down. And our last lock it down pick, we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Going to Cleveland, getting two and a half points. I like how many points the Raiders can put up. The Browns have done that in the past this year, you know, but both times it's pretty much been against the Bengals. I like Waller to have a huge game, so I'm probably taking the over yards on him. You know, it, the key to this game is going to be can Cleveland's defense stop the run and get to Derek Carr? If they can do that, I think they can win this game. If they can't, the Raiders should blow them out. If they can do, if the Raiders are doing whatever they want on offense, Cleveland is not going to score with them. That's asking way too much of Baker. You know, like I said before, if he's playing anyone that's not from Cincinnati, he is so subpar. But then when he does play Cincy, that's where, you know, brings his numbers way up to, you know, kind of a manageable quarterback. No Nick Chubb, still relying on Kareem Hunt. That run game's gotten less and less dynamic every week. I like the Raiders covering this two and a half. I might even take them on the money line this week. I do think the Browns are an up and down team. They were way down against Pittsburgh. They come back, got a real big high against Cincinnati, but it was at the cost of OBJ. And now this could be a compounding down against these Raiders. I'm taking Raiders two and a half, and you can lock it down. Okay, those are the lock it down picks of the week. We're going to review them again real quick. We got the Packers minus six, the Titans minus seven, the Rams minus three, Pittsburgh plus four and a half, and Las Vegas plus two and a half. Those are the lock it down picks. All right, and that is going to do it for our show today. You know, we're glad to be back at it, glad to be talking NFL betting again. I think these seven games we outlined tonight are going to be the best games to watch, best games to bet on, and we should get a lot of good action. So as always, you can follow me on Twitter at bets with big gets for all of the pregame picks. You know, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, we live tweet during the games. You know, tell you what picks I like, how the games are going. You can make your own decisions. But follow me on Twitter at bets with big gets. This is the Gamblers Guild. 
I'm signing off, your host, Big Gets. And as always, let's go. Let's go.